We're back with uh, Mr. Tom Ertle, and uh, he just <clears throat> completed his talk on the quest for medical freedom. And, of course, he provides very interesting tactics. What is it that we must do? That's the key. What are we doing in order to build a parallel medical system, or at least personally to uh, get out of, the, out of the, the fray of the medical industry as far as our health is concerned? So, Tom, tell, tell us a little bit about some of these alternatives. Well, I, yeah, I think before you go into the alternatives, you've got you to gotta discuss the um, the issue that American medicine is controlled, we don't have really freedom here. We we even brought up, and I think I'll get into it in a minute about a lot of Americans are doing medical tourism and having to go overseas or to Mexico to get their medical care because it's so controlled here by the medical monopoly. So I I, I did practical stuff. You know, I did five areas. I mean, maybe we can just go through them. The first is to overcome big insurance and all the issues related to insurance companies in the, in the medical realm is the private Christian uh, medical insurance companies that are out there, which is going to be MediShare and um, uh, Samaritan Ministries. And they, and they, um, it's, it's those, those basic ministries and they functionally work where each, uh, the, the people that sign up care, take care of financially everybody else's needs and they pool their money and they're pretty successful. MediShare is the bigger one of them. So that was one area. The other thing is the, um, the new little thing that's going on in the medical community amongst the primary care doctors is the concierge services. So these are got doctors that are tired of the corporate um, care of primary care physicians. They're getting worn out with a, um, uh, a panel of 4,000 uh, um, uh, patients and, you know, only 10 to 15 minute uh, visits. Um, with their patients because they got to run them through. They got to get, it's like bill by hours for attorney. They got to get enough patients through every day to satisfy the monetary needs of the managed care facility that they usually work under. So the physicians have come up with concierge services. So instead of 4,000 panel load of patients, they'll have 400 to 600. Each patient pays a retainer fee. And so that could be $1,200, could be 2000 a year, and that's cash. And then that patient is allowed uh, usually same-day visits or the next day, uh, 30 to 60-minute instead of 10-minute doctor's visits is 30 to 60 minutes. Um, and it's, it's, it's in an office that the, the, the doctor and, and the staff are not overworked. And, it, and so what, what a, the key thing to the concierge service is it's restoring the old traditional doctor-patient relationship where the doctor is involved with the patient's, the patient's life in health care. Yeah, you were mentioning also the history. I thought that was very interesting in your, in your speaking. You know, the history of, of the hospitals were always Christian, yeah. monasteries. Yeah. That's why you have St. Anne's Hospital, St. This one, St. That Right, St. Luke's. The Samaritan yeah. Hospital, whatever. Yeah. yeah, so that really is where... The medical industry should be within the hub of Christianity. Christianity you want to you yeah. go through that a little, mention that sure, a little? Go yeah. Right ahead. Well, yeah, we ta I talked about the, the history of Christian hospitals. So basically, in, in at the very end of the talk, I said secular non Christian hospitals is a modern development. It's not historic to the, to the history of hospitals. So the first one would have been. Um, early in the early church in the, in the East, the Byzantine Empire, where they had hospital in Caesarea, they had professional doctors, trained nurses, orderlies, the whole thing. That became a model for other Western hospitals. So then it went into the fact that 
Um, well, it went to the, the to the scripture where Jesus commanded the church to heal the sick. So when all the apostolic uh, sign gifts and power gifts ended, they didn't stop with Christ's command to heal the sick. Mm-hmm. So they created hospitals, and instinctively, um, and it, well, then I brought out that um, you know with Jesus, um, the prophecy of Christ of preaching the gospel to the poor and then healing the sick was part of his ministry. So it was vital, and then the Christians carried that that through after Christ's res- death and resurrection. And so, so the, they created a tremendous amount of hospitals, especially through the Middle Ages. So I think, what was it, in the 8th or ninth, uh, whatever century it was that Charlemagne was there, he commanded all the cathedrals and the monasteries to have a hospital connected mm-hmm. to it. So at one time in the 1500s, there was evidence that there was over 37,000 Benedict, Benedictine monastery hospitals, mostly through Europe and throughout the world. So you add all that up, and this is a history that the Christians don't even know about. We don't know any of this. Mm-hmm. All we know is that you know the local hospital is, is usually community-run, or it's it's um, some uh, uh, some other organization runs it, or whatever. Some you know some um, big hospital association. They have no idea that the history of medical care is the history of Christianity. And you also stress, which I, which I love that part, but you also stress the idea of personal health, that, that maintaining your health, you have a responsibility yourself to maintain your health through diet and, and things of that nature. So I thought that was a great, that was a great point. Put yeah, responsibility we, yeah and that, that, that was the last point I made was probably the most important point was you ha- it's, it's, I hate to say you have to be your own doctor. You don't want to do that. But you want to be highly involved in your own family and personal medical care where you're involved. The days of dressing up in a suit or coat and tie and a dress and going to see your doctor are over. Okay, and where you just obey everything is every word. So we, you have to take part in your, the, your well-being of your family. And I brought up the simple thing is uh, look, at, uh, look at everything you do and you, in, the, all the intakes of whether it's food or whatever it is in your household and look at it if it's good for your health. I said, and I brought up just the um, sodium lauryl sulfate in shampoo. Get a shampoo without sodium lauryl sulfate in it. Start there and then work on supplements and, and building up your own health with proper diet and exercise. The other thing, along with the personal care, that is really important is you've got to find for a primary care physician somebody that is practicing alternative medicine and not part of the system. We talked about as Christians creating alternative and parallel systems opposite of what the world does. We did it in education. We are doing it in education with homeschooling and Christian education, but we need to do it in healthcare. So, and then, and so the, the biggest thing you can do is find a primary alternative healthcare professional that is into diet, into supplements, into all kinds of alternative uh, modes of medicine that is out of the system that's controlled. To keep you healthy so yeah. that they don't have to worry about when you get sick. Very yeah. good. Well, thank you, Tom. I really appreciate it. And great, great to hear oh, your yeah. research. Uh, uh, incredible research. Yeah, really thank you. I hope it was helpful. Lord bless you. Thanks, Bye. Paul. Okay, bye.